everybody. Welcome again to the Tradescast, a podcast dedicated to everything in the world of entertainment for your enjoyment. My name is Jeff Bob. And I'm Tom Moss, and this is the Tradescast for the week of November 20th. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great. Thanksgiving's upon us. Lots of reasons to be thankful for. Yes. Um, I am very uh, happy going up to uh, 2017, not the least of which, Fantastic Beasts, baby. Um, but we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Um, listen, um, speaking of Fantastic Beasts, President-elect Trump uh, has been making a lot of the news. And uh, and I know that it would be easy for us to just sit here and talk about him the way everyone else is talking about him. But, Tom, we're an entertainment uh, news podcast. So let's talk a little bit about how the entertainment world, uh, I'm not going to say has influence or impact over the election, but definitely creates a series of it's us and it's them uh, feeling. Uh, there's there's no doubt that the overwhelming majority, and I don't I feel very comfortable saying overwhelming majority of people in the entertainment industry consider themselves somewhere between um, a little left leaning to flat out socialist, um, mm-hmm. and most of them support whoever the Democratic nominee is. Um, I know that by seeing Bruce Springsteen always come out and Lady Gaga and um, a lot of TV and the late night shows. And it's clear that that's how it goes, right? I know that because they have to have meatloaf sing at at the Republican um, (laughs) events or Kid Rock. You know what I mean? So it's a limited, it's a limited world over there. But do you feel like this election in particular, it felt even more of this, you know, you, if you're not on board with our liberal stances, that you're part of the other. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I think um, Jeff, you can tack almost anything onto the end of the beginning phrase. Do you think this election was more whatever? Uh, it was more. It was more extreme. It was more. It was more of everything. So, so absolutely. I mean, I think people felt, um, you know, rightfully or or wrongfully that there was more at stake with this election. Um, and so, yeah, I believe that's probably true. You know, I think this is, um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, one thing that, uh, that, that will, if there is a silver lining for academics in, uh, in, in this whole, um, situation, it's that there, we will have something to talk about for the next two or three generations and write about and, um, and publish about. So I think one of the things that will be talked about and thought about is how this may be a turning point. And people are talking about this being a turning point in the, in the, in the in the culture you know that um you know there's 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 there've been stories about how the the liberal bias in media now i don't know if it's a bias but it's certainly a predominance in media uh is finally um maybe snapped a, a little bit uh you know jeff you look at the late night uh late night hosts and um you know they've all got a they've all got a liberal slant and do you think we're ever going to see a point where um, more conservative viewpoints come into those domains of late night and, and satire. They've tried it in the past, and I don't know if it's just that conservatives are not funny or if it's just that conservatives aren't attracted or, or gravitate to that kind of entertainment, but it hasn't worked in the past. Yeah, I, I, it's, a, it's a really good question. Um, and let's use, just use a microcosm what happened with Hamilton for a second. Um, as most of you probably know, the cast of Hamilton... Um, a specific cast member after the last curtain call said to 
Mike Pence, the vice presidential, um, soon to be vice president. Um, hey, can you stay? We're going to, uh, uh, we're going to, we want to give you a message. And he was leaving and reports are he stayed out in the lobby, but, or, or in the wings, I mean, he stayed and he heard. And they delivered a message that basically said, some of our cast members, uh, a lot of our cast members are nervous, they're scared, we want to make sure that, you, you know, you're going to help create something for all of America, and, um, uh, you know, we just want you to hear this, and we hope this show maybe inspired you. Okay, the, the statement was written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who wrote Hamilton, um, and uh, Pence basically didn't respond, I mean, listened didn't respond in a negative manner, and that was, that's it. Now, Trump went on, uh, President-elect Trump went on a, a, a Twitter stir with several tweets about how it was offensive, and they should apologize, and then and now there's been a whole fight about, it's the First Amendment, you can do this, and blah, blah, blah. But, Tom, do you think that um, this cast should have done this? They clearly have liberal leanings. Lin-Manuel uh, has made it clear that he has liberal leanings, um, and so he took, he took his show and he did this thing, but do you think he should have chosen another format, another forum to do this? Uh, well, first of all, let's, let's make one thing clear, uh, about what the first amendment says and what it doesn't say. Uh, the first amendment, uh, protects against any, uh, laws being made by the government to curtail freedom of speech. And of course there are exceptions to that and limitations to that, that we don't need to get into here. Um, but this is not a first amendment issue. Does the cast of Hamilton have the right to say whatever they want to say? Of course they do. Um, does Donald Trump have the right to say whatever he wants to say on Twitter? Of course he does. So, um, you know, let's set aside the, the first amendment. No one is talking about at this point anyway, uh, making any laws to curtail freedom of speech. Okay, so uh, should they have done it? I mean, I think there's two ways, you know, <laughs> maybe more than that, but uh, two ways of looking at this. Um, one, number one, I mean, I think on the on the con side, uh, it now presents a, a distraction for those liberals that want to make um, make some heat out of the choices that Trump has made so far in his cabinet. Uh, that will actually be making the day-to-day -day decisions in our government for the next four to eight years. Uh, this is a distraction that is unworthy of that conversation. And so in that way, it's, it's, it's too bad that, uh, that that is happening. But that is more, I believe, our fault. I mean, here we are talking about it. You know, it's uh, as much our fault, and I mean our collectively, uh, as anyone else's for... Um, for um, you know, putting this front and center. So on the pro side, Jeff, um, they were they they have a point to make, and they have made their point, and it is being talked about. And while it's in the minutia of a um, uh, you know a, a sort of white hot event and controversy in the TMZ kind of style, what they said is being reported and is being distributed, and that may not be such a bad thing in the grand scheme of things. For those that want to uh, call light to the choices that Trump is making, yeah, but, because but, that's but Tom, what the statement was about, right? But one, does it really do any good? I think we all know the choices now. I think uh, I think that if they shout out these things, which I think they have every right to do, or say these things respectfully, I think the words are respectful. 
however the event um you know is it is it even helpful is it going to change someone's mind look i already know lin manuel miranda's viewpoint um the number one movie of the week is fantastic beasts um i already know that jk rowling it really doesn't like donald trump she has made it abundantly clear i know that game of thrones is one of the biggest shows on tv i know that the man who writes game of thrones um doesn't like donald trump you know i already know that the biggest people in entertainment don't like this man <laughs> okay i got it i already know but does it does it help any for them to come out and say it at the event like when you go see a movie it's not gonna you might feel like oh i'm supporting this person um but it doesn't happen during the movie do you know what i mean well, okay, I'm, I, I can argue both sides, Jeff, but for the sake of argument, yes, I think it does help. Uh, it's a symbolic gesture, to be sure, but that is not to say that symbolic gestures don't matter, because they certainly matter. We can point to a hundred things in history, a thousand things in history that have been symbolic gestures, that have been speeches, that have been rallies, that have been marches, that in and of themselves you think, what is this? What's the big deal? T that you know, ten thousand people gathered together doesn't really change anything, except it it does. It it can. It becomes part of the conversation, and it becomes a demonstration of of um, of of the fact that that people that share these viewpoints are not alone. And so the fact that this is being distributed and being talked about on Facebook and 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 in person to person and in families and around the Thanksgiving table, yeah, it can it can make a difference. I mean, that is what a part of political action is and does. So I right. um, I think I'm coming down on the side now that I've been thinking through this as we've been talking, that it's it was right that they did it. It was a respectful message. If anyone bothers to listen to it, which I'm sure Trump didn't even bother to listen to it, um, they would hear just genuine genuineness. And what's wrong with that? The distraction part is um, is too bad, except I'm not entirely sure now that i agree that it's a distraction well uh one just just to call you out we don't know whether or not he, he it's a very short it's a very short speech so he very well may have listened to it president-elect trump um but uh i think the most important takeaway here is that if people do boycott hamilton it will be easier for us to get tickets. And that's the important thing here, okay? Because it's coming to L.A., and right now I can't get a ticket. So if some people could start boycotting it, that's all I'm saying. I would I love the important to see a, a list of the boycotts that have been effective in the 20th and 21st century. Can you think of one? A boycotts have been effective? You know what? That's a really good one. And if I had time, I could think of a few. There have definitely been some. But yes, if every time the um, um, the Baptist Church uh, tried to lead a boycott to um, Disney World, if it was effective, Disney World would have been shut down a long time ago. So yeah. Uh, now, if <laughs> if Hamilton goes to um, um, I, I'm, I was going to say Birmingham, Alabama, but that probably wouldn't even work. I mean, you know, some uh, some theater arts center in the middle of uh, in the middle of Nebraska, then yeah, maybe they would have trouble selling tickets. But I think even then, people would be coming in from Omaha. Yes, because look, most conservatives are not are, are every bit as intelligent as liberal people. And most conservatives are aware that their entertainment is coming from somebody who is um, who has a, a political viewpoint that doesn't match theirs, and they're okay with it as long as they're entertained. And that's how it. And that's how it goes. Just like I still enjoy the occasional meatloaf song. 
Okay, that's just how it goes. We just, we just accept. But how about Kid it Rock? Is. Do you ever put on spin uh, some Kid Rock? Yeah, early and early Kid Rock. <laughs> so, um, but I wanted to. You, you touched on Facebook for a second. So uh, this whole argument again. You you said it before. There's 18 different reasons why the election went the way it did, um, and they're all valid. Um, but a lot of people are upset with Zuckerberg. Hey, Facebook, uh, fake news, blah, blah, blah. Suddenly, like, it is Zuckerberg's fault that people read something that's fake news. By the way, um, just to, just to lump onto that, people yell a lot about Breitbart, and I understand. Um, the majority of what's most condemning about Breitbart is that, um, its headlines are really salacious. But you know what? So are Huffington Post headlines. Yeah. They frequently are really salacious, and then you turn, you, you click on it, and you're thinking, "Oh, it, this is just a New York Times story." And the headline in New York Times doesn't look anything like this. Um, I'm not that, saying that's that either one has. No, that's uh, that's yeah. absolutely right. I mean, I think that's a good point to make. And 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 regarding the the fake news, uh, Jeff, I got sucked into a couple of fake news um, articles on the other side of the coin. So this, you know, this is a double edged sword to be sure. Look, I teach journalism, and to me, there has never been a more important time for people to get it right. And the reason is this. You can live in the little Facebook <clears throat> world where everybody that you know and you like writes these things and then I mean, adds these things, and whether they're true or not, you're excited to see them, and then the people who aren't, you either keep them on so you can be angry or you unfriend them in a triumphant, oh, I'm unfriending you kind of way. But... We have to know that there are still news organizations out there that tend to get it right. Can you argue that the New York Times appears to be more left-leaning than right-leaning? Yeah, I think I can argue that. But I do think that most of their stories get it right. Um, I think most of the stories in, in the legitimate uh, major news organizations tend to get it right. I am, by the way, I am not talking about TV news here. I'm talking about print journalism. I agree um, entirely. And, and so uh, what I'm trying to say is uh, you can yell about Zuckerberg, but what I wish we should do instead is inform people, listen, if you want to get it right, stop going to Facebook first or MSNBC first or CNN or Fox first. Go to a news organization out there that you feel is truly giving you different points of view, and trying to get it accurate. I think, Jeff, that's what I want to underline, the, the thing you said at the very end. So the difference between the New York Times and some other news outlets we can name is that they, they, they try to get it right and they care about getting it right. And that doesn't mean they always get it right. Uh, but when they don't get it right, they, they reevaluate, reassess, and then try to make a plan going forward. So I think this is a time not just to seek out the uh, the the valid news sources uh, that that you that you know you can trust or you believe you can trust, but Jeff, it's the time to actually support those news sources, and I mean support them with with subscription dollars, because um, the only way forward I see is user supported uh, uh, news service new, news outlets. Um, this uh, you know the the Donald Trump was not wrong when he said that the New York Times was failing. They are failing, and they're failing because of the economic environment that they're, they're trying to exist in. I, I would agree, and, and it doesn't have to be the New York Times. Like, I'm still a big fan. I'm a big fan of Vice, and I think Vice is the future, 
And Vice News is an interesting um, way to get news, and I think they're trying to get it right too. Um, I agree, and I don't want to. So, I don't want to make it sound. I just want to make make it clear. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying everyone should subscribe to the New York Times or the Washington Post or whatever. Find the one that you care about and that that you think gets it right and support it. That's that's my only message. Right. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, Megyn Kelly has kind of become a um, a crossover hit, so to speak, uh, in the last year, partly because. Uh, Donald Trump uh, appeared to call her out with some pretty negative things. He said um, he said something misogynistic about her. He has said some pretty rude things about her. Um, she mostly just soldiered on uh, as a journalist. And you know, Megyn Kelly is somebody that I have endlessly made fun of because she said Santa and Jesus were just white. And I don't know. I don't even know what to do with that comment other than she said it was a joke later. And it was, the, I would then place it in one of the weirdest jokes I've ever heard. Um, you know, white, saying, you know, that was dumb. Yeah. What? It's, it's funny. It's funny. You know, you just don't have a sense of humor, Jeff. Right. I guess not. But um, do you think she's actually become um, in, in this way, kind of a, a touchstone for people um, both on the quote left and right of uh, politics because of the way she's been handling things since, President-elect Trump has been um, uh, has been running. I, I, she absolutely has. Listen, I don't know Megyn Kelly. I don't know what her motivations are. I know that she is a uh, talented, young, up-and-coming uh, news anchor, newscaster, ca- news, whatever you want to say. Uh, I don't know that she would be the kind of person that would take advantage of a situation or maybe try to find a niche into which she had been sort of accidentally placed but uh, that could be the case, and if so, more power to her, I suppose. But um, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm not quite ready to rally around the flag of Megyn Kelly. No, and we'll see again if this is short lived. Um, the entertainment industry, of which she is part of, the entertainment industry, um, news on TV is entertainment. Um, we'll see if it's lasting or not. Um, so speaking of lasting, let's go to our favorite topic. It's one I talk about when I teach all the time, and that's old Reed Hastings and Netflix. Um, people have been waiting nine years. Some would say ten years because um, the creator of Gilmore Girls left for the end of the season, the, the show. It's always interesting. You know, Aaron Sorkin left after four seasons of West Wing, and he, he refused to even watch the rest of the show. And I don't know if Amy Sherman Palladino watched the rest of West uh, of Gilmore Girls. I don't think she did. Um, she certainly didn't consider it the true ending. So here we go. Binge watching Gilmore Girls coming up um, uh, over Thanksgiving weekend. Um, do you think, because there's been a lot of press, do you think it still has the kind of legs? Because I remember, I mean, the only thing we can compare this to is Arrested Development, I believe. And where people went crazy, oh my gosh, it's coming back, and they were really excited for like a couple of months. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it, yeah. right? I mean, didn't it feel like people were, oh my gosh, this show that was so ahead of its time, and here it comes. <laughs> and we were like, oh yeah, I watched it, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. And that was it, right? Well, it's almost like the 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 uh, journey is more important than the finding, you know. I mean, I I think that's that's probably true. So you know, you'll spend. What I think they're ninety-minute episodes. So right. Spend six hours with uh, the Gilmore Girls and either have a satisfying or less than satisfying experience. 
uh, tweet or post about it for maybe an hour and a half and then move on to the next thing. So, boy, am I feeling cynical today. I think this will, I think it's great though. You know, let's, let's see what, uh, let's see what happens. Um, no, the, do the you think it has, are being, um, do you think are, it has are, legs? are a little bit mixed? Do, do you think it has legs? I, think, I mean, you know, will they do uh, more? Will they do more? No. No, no, no. I don't. I, I, I can't imagine they would. I mean, I think this is. I, I for one thing, I think it would be tough to get the actors together for any sort of regular, um, uh, regular series. And well, or or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe maybe all of these the, the big three anyway are in a point in their career where this could be the, just the thing. I don't know. It's impossible to predict. I mean, let's see what the, uh, let's see what these six hours look like. Um, and then of course there's this show, um, The Crown. Uh, no, I don't know a lot. Of, I don't know a lot about The Crown. Um, I, I do know that uh, it it is a show that Netflix is very very high on, um, and that they basically wanted to uh, to run for years and years and years. Uh, does it surprise you how how far invested they seem to be with this show? Or again, is this just is this just Netflix saying that like we just don't we we or any old time model for why a show exists or how long it should exist is something we just don't care about. Uh, you know, I think I, I don't. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I think this is a is is this unprecedented that you've got a a six year, ten year deal um, being made for sixty episodes. I can't. I can't think of a. a I can't think of an, an example. I, I can't either. So it's a it's a pretty. So this is this is new new territory, right? And 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 it's a, you know. But but then again, I'm sure that ink hasn't been you know ink hasn't been put to this that they couldn't get out of it if it completely bombs in a year. And it's getting pretty good reviews. Right, but that's the thing. We don't even know what bomb means anymore with Netflix. They don't. They just but don't. they do. They they know what it means. I and guess. So, I mean, I, I yeah. I guess so far I haven't seen it, and so it's going to be very interesting to see because they just they they seem to just pick a pick a lane and go. Um, so uh, just to end, um, Fantastic Beasts uh, is uh, and where to find them? Just a terrible title. If you anything other than uh, J.K. Rowling or Harry Potter fan, um, any non-related uh, movie to that would never have a title that terrible. Um, but it's done incredibly well. Most of the what we think of as Oscar-like movies so far are not doing very well at the box office. Um, and we, we're definitely, now we're ramping up for those kind of movies. Um, Tom, do you think that maybe because of the election, because of all that's going on, that the movie, the, the box office will show what frequently happens during these kind of times, which is escapist movies, um, which again, I know already do well, but maybe we'll do even better and that the serious movies will do a little bit worse than in past years just because people are, I think are just tired. I don't think we'll see a big change at the box office because I think those are the kinds of movies that are already doing well. Um, and the only movies that are doing well. So kids movies and escapist movies. Uh, I think that, um, that you're right that tense times will, will, will be good for escapist media but i think a lot of that media will go going back to our netflix conversation we'll go there yeah, I, and uh and elsewhere that's true well there are some wonderful movies coming up uh, la la land is one that we should talk about in a couple of weeks i'm really excited about it um there are many uh fantastic movies coming out so uh in a couple of weeks tom and i will check into those and uh anything else that's going on in the world of entertainment have a wonderful thanksgiving for tom i'm jeff have a great day